Rise of the Mouse, Season 1, Episode 22. Welcome back to another episode of Three Guys and the Mouse. Josh here with my co-host George. What's up, guys? And Hunter. Hey! And like always, we're going to bring to you guys some uh, news and... Well, actually, that's all we have this week. But uh, we're, we're going to talk about the uh, plethora of news that came out in this past week. So, uh, here we go. So to kick things off on the news, the first thing we want to talk about, uh, which we were very excited to see, was... Disney officially announced that Star Wars The Force Awakens will be coming to digital HD on iTunes and Disney Movies Anywhere on April 1st and Blu-ray and DVD on April 5th. Um, so, how are you? How excited are you guys on this one? I'm super excited. Um, I know you already pre-ordered it, but... Yes. Um, I already have it on Disney Movies Anywhere, so as soon as April 1st hits, bam, it's already on my phone, on my iPhone. I could not be more thrilled right now. This is this is awesome. Um, I know at the Disney stores they have uh, if you pre-order you get what like five. Uh... Yeah, yeah. I was actually going to mention that. Um, I was wondering if uh, any of you guys had looked around at any of the uh, like pre-orders and so, or not pre-orders, but like the special packaging because I know Disney store is offering that it comes with lithographs. Um, yeah, it comes with four lithographs. Oh no, it's five. Because um, I... No, it's That's four. four. Yeah. <laughs> We're looking right at it. It's just so you guys know. But uh, it's four lithographs. Um, to me, I can I don't really care about that. Because, like, Star Wars is a movie, to me, that I want special features. And, like, one thing is... I'm already very interested in Target has uh, their own, like, special uh, edition, like, cover for it. And it also comes with 20 minutes of special features that include, like, a one-on-one -on -one interview with... Uh, John Boyega, who played Finn, and Daisy Ridley, who played Ray, which to me, like, that's just what I want. So, like, I think I'm gonna get it at, uh, I'm gonna be getting it there. I think we're also gonna get the steel, steel case edition, too, so. Yeah. Yeah, I know. I'm, I plan to go to Target for that. We're Target people, though, yeah. so. We don't, we don't mess with them, with them Walmart and stuff. Well, I mean, well, I'm saying, like, because I know, like, Best Buy will have, like, a special edition, <laughs> but, like, Best Buy, like, I, I always feel like their special editions, like, aren't as good. Like, I know you have the Amazing Spider-Man, where it comes with, like, the uh, Spider-Man, like, the book. Yeah, the the figurine thing. And I'm just like, what do you need that for? It was a bad movie, Hunter. Throw it away! Because <laughs> <laughs> I love Spider-Man. I will reserve hope until a good one comes out again. Actually, you know what made me laugh is, uh, I was watching a clip. It was, like, um, what was it? It was, like, the... Uh, it was like the five best like fight scenes from uh, from like a comic book movie, and number five was actually uh, Green Goblin versus Spider Man in the first Spider Man. And I was watching this, and I was just like, I forgot how good this movie was. That was a great. Willem Dafoe as Green Goblin is spectacular. Perfect casting. <laughs> yes, and j to bring this up too, J Jonah Jameson 
being played by um, uh, oh man, what's his name? Hunter, do you? Can I don't you know remember off the top of my head, but I know what you're talking about. Yeah, and I, it's just the perfect casting choice. Yes, for he is the perfect J. Jonah Jameson. Um, man, all I can think of is Stanley Kubrick, and I know that's not him. <laughs> Stanley Kubrick made bad movies in, back in the day. He has a couple good ones, just not that many. Um, <laughs> a bunch of pe- a bunch of older people just hated on me completely, or any movie snob hates on me right now. <laughs> Uh, nah, man, that's bothering. Okay, well, actually, did you see that he was cast as uh, Commissioner Gordon for Batman v Superman? Oh, really? Or well, it's for the Justice League movie. But wow. I read that and I was like, no, I was like, that's not where it... you need to be, Jay Jonah, bro. <laughs> <laughs> actually, you know what's funny is they asked him if in the new uh, versions of the Spider-Man movie, if uh, he would come back as Jay Jonah Jameson, and he said he would. And I was just like, see that. Hire him right oh, now, Sony. He's already on. <laughs> We've gone way <laughs> off topic here. But uh, moving on, uh, Zootopia actually opened uh, this past weekend, and it beat out Frozen uh, for biggest opening of a Disney animated film. It opened to $75 million domestic and $235 million globally, which... Uh, beat out Frozen. Frozen uh, opened to $67.9 million domestically. So what, what do you guys think about this uh, this um, change of power? I think we're all excited for it. I remember when the uh, movie got announced, you showed me like the clip and stuff, and I got excited for it. I, I don't think I was excited, as excited as you were for it, but the sad thing was that you told me, you're like, I'm not sure if people really go for this movie, but it's good to see that, that you know, you were wrong about it, and that this movie is doing fantastic. I just want to stop everything really quick. It's J.K. Simmons. That's his name. <laughs> just to go, just to go back a second. J.K. Simmons was J. Jonah Jameson. But yeah, uh, I agree with Hunter. Actually, I'll, I'll totally admit I only wanted to see this movie because I love uh, I love Rich more because I'm a huge Simpsons fan. But uh, I also love uh, Jason Bateman. I've loved Jason Bateman since I was a kid watching uh, Arrested Development, which everyone thought I was weird when I was in uh, middle school watching Arrested Development, but now everyone loves it, so I guess I went out. (laughs) I'm glad this uh, movie, uh, you know, beat Frozen. Uh, When we we were going to watch Star Wars, uh, we watched Zootopia, you remember everyone laughed, whatever and when the Superman versus Batman came on, it was all yeah, no silent. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I remember that. Um, one thing I will say is uh, I read a review by uh, Josh Taylor of Modern Mouse Radio, and he didn't give away any spoilers, but he said that you know it uh, really tackled like class systems, uh, you know, like you know uh, the stark differences between like middle class and the lower class and upper class, and uh, they do it though like very uh, like. They do it very sneaky because, like, you don't really uh, realize until, like, you're really into the movie that that's what they're telling, that that's what the story is. And uh, to me, like, when I read that, I was like, that sounds like like something Rich Moore would do. Because he's, he's from Simpsons. He's a veteran of Simpsons. But uh, one thing I wanted to bring up is, uh, you know, with it, like, opening bigger than Frozen, I wanted to uh, get off of you guys. Do you think that this is a strength of the film itself? Or if it's just a, uh, a show of strength of like Disney animated, because personally, like I want to, I want to believe it's based off of the movie, but I feel like a part of me 
uh, I want to say that it's because, you know, um, I know, like, I was just talking about it with someone where it's like, you know, Disney, you have the Golden Age, then you have the, um, uh, the Disney Renaissance in the 90s, and, like, now you've got this third uh, age, and um, one thing was that uh, someone was t telling me, they're like, you know, the, this is, like, a great age to be watching Disney movies, and then I, I feel like, though, that, like, this opening really isn't about how good the movie is it's really about how good disney's animated films have been lately especially with pixar's like you know just doing sequels you know they've just like kind of gone downhill with those sequels and brave being the not very interesting film that it was um and and i think that's the thing though is it's you're just seeing a shift of power because the thing is is that pixar is on its uh downslope because all all they're doing right now are sequels or things that you don't want to see, like The Good Dinosaur or Brave. And uh, Disney is coming out with these movies that are clever and that are just uh, spectacular. Like, you know, I know, we're we're not Frozen fans at all, okay? But I will say, like, people love Frozen. I especially love Tangled. Tangled, like, when I saw it, I did not see that coming. Uh, especially, like, my wife and I, we only saw it because we're huge, like, Zachary Levi fans. You know, we, we watched Chuck when it was on. Um, but like, we were we were amazed at how good this movie was, and then you know you've got you've got Wreck-It Ralph, which I honestly to me that would be their best one so far. Um, then you get Big Hero Six, and now you've got Zootopia. I'm just like we're like in a new golden age. That's what it really comes down to. And you know what? <clears throat> to piggyback off what you're saying, I think it's true what you're saying. You know, the movie itself, we uh, it's very obvious from the reviews, is not a bad movie. But I think what drove people to it is the fact that. Disney has been on a hot streak, so you can pretty much trust that if it says Disney on it, it's going to be worth your while, and you're not going to walk away disappointed. Yeah, and then it doesn't help either that you look over at Universal, and all they're doing is Despicable Me and Minions, and <laughs> it's just like, at a certain point, you're like, well, I don't care. And then, of course, there's DreamWorks, and it's DreamWorks can't make a good movie, you know, even if God handed it to them. <laughs> I think the next movie is going to be that puppy movie. Yeah, it is. The Secret Life of Pets. Yeah. yeah. I'm like, even with Kevin Hart in it, I don't care. Yeah, that's true. I will say, though, um, anything Chris Sanders does is good. Like, of course, he did Lilo and Stitch for Disney, and then there was the falling out because of uh, American Dog, which became Bolt. Bolt is a piece of garbage. <laughs> um, and, you know, uh, like, that's the thing, too. It's like, you, you go into, like, the Chris Sanders thing. So Chris Sanders left Disney because... Uh, he was working on a movie called American Dog, and uh, John Lasseter, um, you know, argued with him, like, on plots or something like that, and, uh, you know, it ended up turning into this thing where, like, Chris Sanders got really annoyed, and he was just like, well, you know, either we're going my way or I'm out, and, of course, like, the thing was is the company was not going to back, uh, they were not going to back him. They were going to back John Lasseter. Duh. So he got, he got kicked out of the project, and he left the company, and then... We get Bolt, which is a piece of garbage. He ends up going to DreamWorks because, of course, DreamWorks and Universal, the only thing they can do is steal the uh, best people from Disney. So he goes over there. He makes How to Train Your Dragon. Great movie. Makes The Croods. Didn't do well, but if you watch it, that is a great movie, too. And that's the thing, though. It's like, you know, yeah, he uh, he's making... He's still doing his thing, but it's like, what's it worth? Like, no one's seeing them. Yeah. <laughs> someone's just like super hating on me right now I can feel it someone's just sitting there at home just like you are such a jerk you were rude today you attacked 
My dream works. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> oh, no, <man>. we won't. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, like um, I, I did see that Zootopia right now has a 99% rating uh, with critics um, on Rotten Tomatoes, which is super high. Like what Star Wars had, like uh, I want to say Star Wars had like uh, 90 something. I know um, the first Avengers had a 98. Uh, but yeah, like that, you know, yeah, uh, apparently it's a great movie, but, you know, I still, I still honestly believe that, you know, this has nothing to do with the movie being good. It's because this is another, you know, golden age for Disney and people are like, we have to see the next Disney movie. And that's what it is like, especially with the downslope of Pixar. I guess I, I can just keep harping on that or, <laughs> or move on. But, uh, to go a little into the parks. They announced that uh, the Zootopia meet and greets are coming to uh, Disney California Adventure and uh, Walt Disney World's Magic Kingdom Park. At uh, Disney California Adventure, you can meet Nick Wilde and Judy Hopps at uh, Hollywood Boulevard. I'm kind of assuming that this is over by where you could do like the meet and greet with Monsters, Inc., but I'm not sure. Um, they, they did announce that at Magic Kingdom, you can meet them at the Move It, Shake It, Dance and Play street party. That's garbage. Don't, don't do that. But, um, you know, that, that is like, a, you know, of course, the new characters were going to be in the parks. So there's not much to add to that. Um, Big Hero 6, though, uh, we got an announcement for the sequel. It is actually being turned into a series that's coming to Disney XD in 2017. And we also got our first look at uh, DuckTales, which comes out, uh, I believe, in 2017 also. How do you guys feel, though, about uh, Big Hero 6 coming out? And, and I mean, not Hunter. <laughs> oh, gotta be hating on me. That's, my, that's, that's probably one of my favorite Disney films right there. And I remember as soon as I was done like, watching it the first time, I'm like, so when are we getting our sequel to this? It's good to know that I guess we finally got an answer as to some form of sequel. You know, I'm glad they uh, they're bringing back like like cartoons like from the '90s that like Aladdin. You know, now they're bringing back you know now they're bringing back Ducktales, uh, Big you know Big Hero Six, and I'm, I'm I'm glad they do that. You know? Yeah, yeah. To be honest, like I liked Big Hero Six, but I know I've said it before. Big Hero Six is definitely like out of the this new golden age of Disney, it would be its weakest one. Um, you know, it, and that's considering that I'm not, like, a big fan of Frozen, but I see the appeal in it. So, uh, I would honestly, I would say that it's, uh, not as good as Frozen, but the thing is, is that Big Hero 6, like, you got the feeling, like, it shouldn't have been a movie. Like, it felt more like a comic book, and I know it's based off of a Marvel comic, but I feel like turning it over to a TV series was definitely the best idea, because it's like, like, I know, I've said it before, I don't, I don't know if I've actually said it on podcast, but, uh, I've said many times before, anyone that knows me knows that I've said that the ending of Big Hero 6 just seems like it just ended all of a sudden. Like, just abruptly, like, no real explanation. And, um, you know, I, I feel like, though, like, turning it into a series, that was the best option they could have done. Right, because he's kind of like a superhero, right? Kind of? Yeah. They are, they're a superhero group. <clears throat> so the, the actual announcement was good, because it's like, good, because now I can get a weekly dose of it. <laughs> I think that's going to be my new... Uh... TV show I have to watch. Yeah, you know, so now now it's uh, it's very reminiscent to, to growing up when we had, like, all this good stuff to watch, whether they were older shows that they just keep kept replaying or newer shows that we all love. Oh, I got 
I totally forgot about the Lion Guard. That's also exactly, one of them yeah. too. Yeah, Lion. Yeah, Lion Guard is actually a great TV show. Um, that's funny. <laughs> uh, yeah, like Lion Guard is definitely like a great show. I know I watch it with my daughter. Anyone that catches me in stand up knows that I've made fun of it, but like it's a great show. I love watching that with her, and it's uh, it's actually like a great like. Considering how awful Lion King 2 was, it's actually a great, like, uh, continuation of the Lion King story. Hey, this is kind of random. Um, but on the old, I guess, uh, Disney, the one, I guess, for me it was Channel 69, but yeah. what was it? It's called Disney... Toon Disney. Oh, Toon Disney, that's what it is. Yeah. Saturday uh, morning lineup. <laughs> um, like, like I, I think, I just said it, right? That DuckTales is coming also in 2017 to yeah. Disney yeah. XD. Um, so, like, uh, they gave us, like, the first official image of it. Um, it, to be honest, it looks like it's modeled after, like, the, like, the Donald Duck comic books, which, um, I'm not completely against, like, uh, it's an interesting, like, artistic way to go. Um, I, personally, I, I'm just, uh, ready to see the show. Yeah. DuckTales. Woo! I wonder yeah. what kind of intro they're gonna play. <laughs> they better keep that one. Yeah, better be that one. <laughs> They're out of their mind if they're just going to be like, no, we're just going to make a new one. Okay, so uh, moving on to some, like, new, like, we don't really know anything about it because we're not Disney Cruise Line people, but uh, they announced the uh, that they're adding two new ships to Disney Cruise Line. They're going to be finished in 2021 and 2023. Ah. Um, <laughs> yeah. This is, yeah. Like, to me, I was like, this is way ahead. Like, I don't need to know this, but at the same time, it's, uh, I think it, it also has to deal with the fact that this is showing the strength that Disney Cruise Line really is. Uh, you know, I think I actually saw an image that had, uh, like, I think right now they have, like, five ships, right? Yeah. So they have five ships, and then they just added, like, two new ones. I don't know if you saw that photo. Yeah, no, I think, it, I think they have that. four. Yeah, that's how they announced it, though, is, uh, they showed, like, I, I want to say it's four ships, and then they had the two extra ones, yeah. uh, showing, like, you know, that's what's coming. Um, let me confirm that so, um, so that I'm not just saying random stuff. Oh, uh, you know, whatever. I've seen this uh, this picture he's talking about, and if I'm not mistaken, the two, like, new slots where the, like, dotted line cutouts yeah, looking things, yeah. they look like they're significantly bigger than the other boats, too. So I'm assuming that means that they're going for, like, really outstandingly large ships for these next two ones. Yeah, because when I saw it, I was like, wait a minute. Hunter is a Titanic fan, so I mean, he's ready to see more boats anyway. <laughs> it's true. Yeah, it's uh, yeah, they have four, and adding these two new ones will bring them to six. Yeah, and you yeah, can exactly. see that each one gets bigger. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's cool, but at the same time, we've never done a cruise. So. The cruise, so it's just like okay, like all right. I guess it's bigger. <laughs> Either way, you're still stuck in there. <laughs> oh wow. It says here that uh, that they're going to be a thousand feet long and more than two hundred feet high, which is a lot bigger than the other ships. <laughs> That's insanity. Insanity. I remember the last time they made a boat that they thought was unsinkable. They're not gonna say that, though. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we're from. We live in Las Vegas, so we're all Celine fans. So. <laughs> Uh, now, to uh, move into uh, Disney's Animal Kingdom, though, they officially announced Rivers of Light will be opening April 22nd. Um, 
Uh, I'm going to read straight from the Disney Parks blog. They said, uh, you know, they're happy to share that Disney's Animal Kingdom's first ever nighttime show, Rivers of Light, will officially debut at the park on April 22nd. The show set on Discovery River in the Asia section of the park will depict an ancient lantern festival guided by two storytellers who call forth four animal spirit guides, an Asian tiger, tropical turtle, African elephant, and great horned owl. These spirit guides return at different points during the show to lead the audience through the journey through the rivers of light. And then it says to check out the video, um, which uh, if you go on the, blo uh, the blog, it's actually a very interesting video, and the pictures that they show, it looks uh, like it's going to be pretty spectacular to see, especially like I know it's going to have a lot of projection technology. Um, I know we've said it before, we're not big fans of Illuminations. It looks reminiscent to like Illuminations and like World of Color. Um, I I'm excited to see it though, like I'll, I'll definitely try to check this out. You took the words right out of my mouth. Cause that's what I was thinking, I'm like, man, I just, I mean, it looks like it, it's got a lot of World of Color thrown in there, but I just hope that it's better than the, uh, the Illuminations. Which I'm, I'm pretty sure anybody listening can agree to that is like just a terrible, terrible show. No one is agreeing with this. I can tell you that. <laughs> Every sure. podcast I ever listen to has a, everyone's like, Illuminations is the greatest thing Disney's ever done. I tried watching that and I was just like, this is garbage. Like, I, I I'm bored. waiting so long for this stupid uh, earth to move through the river. I just don't care. <laughs> Silence. Silence. <laughs> yeah, I think this looks interesting. Um, we'll we'll definitely have to check it out though the next time we're out there, since it, you know, the next time we'll be out there will probably be like around October. Yeah. But uh, something we'll we'll be glad to miss. Uh, Frozen games are coming to Blizzard Beach. Um, this is straight from the Disney Parks blog. Attention, Frozen fans. Uh, if there's any out there. Uh, Disney's <laughs> Blizzard Beach Water Park will play host to the inaugural Frozen Games this summer. The Winter Games Committee has taken advantage of the freak snowstorm over Central Florida and will host an impromptu sporting event known as the Frozen Games. They've even invited Kristoff and Olaf, because they shouldn't be dead by now, to lead teams of guests in a day full of fun Frozen activities. I love how every time they say Frozen, they put it in quotations. We know you're referencing the movie. <laughs> We're not morons. Okay, uh, moving on. Before this warm sun melts the snow away, guests visiting the water park can uh, join Team Kristoff or Team Olaf. No. Uh, and participate <laughs> in a variety of activities, including ice pail relays, a snowball toss to ski pole limbo, and slide races. Olaf and Kristoff will join the Winter Games Committee members in the game's opening and closing ceremonies and will give updates throughout the games to report on their team's achievements. Quotation mark frozen. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, no. To, okay, so full, full disclosure, we don't care. Um, <laughs> I will say, I think, um, uh, to me, I, think, I do like that, to, that they're showing that, you know, they are putting stuff back into, like, Blizzard Beach because, you know, one thing I will say is, like, Blizzard Beach and, uh, um... Typhoon Lagoon. Yeah, Typhoon Lagoon. I was going to call it Tangaroa Terrace. <laughs> <laughs> Man, I'm just, like, super bad with names right now. Okay, so, uh, Typhoon Lagoon and Blizzard Beach, though, like, you know, they kind of feel like they're just kind of left out. Like, they're still a step above Disney Quest, which everyone is still hoping will close eventually. 
Um, but like Blizzard Beach, um, you know, this is good to show that, you know, they're investing on getting people back in there. Because like, you know, uh, we've said it before, we love the water parks. But, you know, the thing is, is they don't push the water parks that much and they don't really add anything to the water parks. I, I don't think anything's been added to them since they've opened. But it's nice to see them like at least doing something that's, you know, and even at that, this is obviously seasonal. So that's like a cool thing to be like, oh, you know, if you're out here for it, this is a fun thing to join in on. Yeah, you know, I, I'm really hoping it's seasonal because, you know, I mean, already you said it. I, uh, if it was any other movie, it would have been like a little too, uh, you know, too little too late. But since it's frozen, they can just keep beating the dead horse, you know? Or the dead reindeer. Yeah, or the dead reindeer. You mean, got any thoughts, George? Uh, once I heard Frozen, I was like, I don't care. <laughs> he tuned it out immediately. Yeah. <laughs> well, you know, full, I fully know we're not going to be there for it, but like I said, I think uh, I do appreciate that they're, um, you know, putting stuff back into that. Actually, uh, did you guys hear that Six Flags is joining, uh, they're partnering with Android to do uh, virtual reality technology to make a virtual reality, like, coaster, and they want to have, like, this at the park? And I read this, and immediately I was like, that's Disney Quest. And Disney Quest failed. So where do you think you're going to get off with it? It's like, because the whole thing is, it's like, yeah, virtual reality is so cool and everyone's so interested in it right now. But it's like, realistically, if you're paying to for a theme park, you're not going to pay for what's basically an arcade. Um, yeah, and not only that, you said it correctly. The fad. Yes. We had one of these at 3D everything. A couple of years ago, and everything had to be re-released in 3D. Yeah. So. It's, yeah, to me, like, get over it. It's not going to work. No. Especially since it's Android, so, you know, Android, <laughs> yeah. they're not great. It'll, it'll probably die before you have a chance to really it. could be worse. It. it could be a Microsoft phone. You know, why you gotta, why you gotta do that, man? <laughs> <laughs> oh, Hunter. Um, so, uh, at Epcot, um, they're actually going to have the Flower and Garden, uh, it actually should be open now. Um, so uh, that that's, like, great news. I know, like, my wife and I, um, the first couple times we went to Disney World together, we actually went there for Flower and Garden. It's I, uh, I love Flower and Garden, but it's also one of those things that, like, I don't care to go there for it specifically. Kind of like, you know, now we've been going in uh, October, and October is when they're doing food and wine, and it's the same thing. I don't care that that's going on. But, you know, I do like that they do these things, but then at the same time, I'm not impressed that they have to do it. Because it's that thing where it's like, it's like the Halloween Horror Nights. Without Halloween Horror Nights at uh, Universal Orlando, no one's going in that park. And, uh, you know, Epcot, like, I love Epcot, but Epcot has that same issue. Epcot has to do these seasonal things to push people in the park, because that's the thing, it's like, during this time and during October, like, no one cares to go into Epcot. They're like, I'm just going to go to Magic Kingdom. I'm just going to go to Mickey's Not-So-Scary. So they have to, like, kind of, you know, um, lure you over. And, you know, that, that it's, like, I feel like Epcot should be fine without it. But, you know, at the same time, I do like it. Like, it's a great event. It's a great seasonal event. And it's a great thing to look forward to if you are into it. Well, I mean, the way I feel about it, I think it's kind of how you just explained it. It's like, it's not one of those things that you actively go to, but for me, it's like, if I was to enter the park and saw and see it, it's like, oh, this is pretty cool, you know, but, I mean, it, it is cool, and I know what they, yeah, they do. Yeah, but I'm not going to make a trip out yeah. for it. That's true. 
Um, one thing I will say, though, is I do really like Flower and Garden because Flower and Garden, you get the topiaries. And I really love, like, the Disney character topiaries that they do. Um, you know, like I said, like, uh, you know, to trash more on um, Universal, I, I, I've been reading that, like, Universal is expected to announce, like, uh, Wizard, uh, Wizard Fest or something like that, Wizard Con. So, and it's a, it's a thing to trick you into going to Universal Orlando, but to me, I'm just like, I read that and I was just like, but I don't care. Like, you're, you're forgetting that, like, you're telling me to show up in my robes with my wand, and it's like, I'm probably already doing that for the one day I'm going. So you're not going to trick me to make my whole trip there. Joke's on you. <laughs> I've already got time to do it for one day. Moving on, though. <laughs> Uh, Jungle Book is being added, uh, Jungle Book, um, like, trailer is being added to the Disney parks, like, they, uh, I'm so over these, but, uh, so beginning March 18th, uh, at Disney California Adventure and Disney's Hollywood Studios, they're gonna have a special sneak peek of Jungle Book that's gonna have a special introduction by director John Favreau from, uh, Iron Man, uh, who's going to talk, uh, he's gonna pay homage to Walt Disney and the, uh, you know, the Disney legacy of innovative storytelling. So at Disney California Adventure, it's going to be at the Bugs Life Theater because uh, apparently we don't care for it's tough to be a bug to ever be back. And uh, Disney Hollywood Studios, they're putting it in the Walt Disney One Man's Dream attraction uh, on Mickey Avenue. Okay, so my, my comment aside, so bu a Bugs Life Theater, I'm like, are we ever getting, you know, it's tough to be a bug back? But then at the same time, I don't care. Because, like, I've said it before. 3D shows, you see it once and you stop caring. Yep. Now, Walt Disney's One Man's Dream. <laughs> this, I could not be more annoyed that this is where it's going. Because that is, like, to me, like, that is a sacred area you don't touch. It's, you know, of course, realistically, Walt Disney was never there. Especially at Disney uh, Hollywood Studios. He would have never allowed that garbage park. But, uh... <laughs> The thing is, is One Man's Dream is like, it's a great attraction of Disney his of Walt Disney history. And then the video at the end, it's like, you know, it's a heartwarming thing that, you know, I love seeing. Putting this trailer in there is like, is basically like saying, no one cares, Walt Disney, you're dead. <laughs> so how, terrible. How dare you. Yeah. I know it sounds stupid, but I'm excited for the Jungle Book, but I, I've had enough of these sneak preview event things. I'm done with it. I don't care if you just close down the theater and gut it and turn it into something else. I'm done. I don't want to see these anymore. Or maybe just like we get it. it. Maybe if they even just like like you know, it, it's like the the whole thing with the um, you know the uh, Muppet Vision. Like when are you just gonna admit to me that it's never coming back? It's done. It's it's been gone for you, a year. You've already nailed up like the coffin and buried it. Yeah. Um, speaking of, uh, uh, I don't think we need to say more about that bashing on that. Um, but, uh, they're actually going to be adding Finding Dory characters to, uh, the Disney parks. They're going to be adding them to the, uh, Turtle Talk with Crush at Epcot and Disney California Adventure. Uh, so you'll be able to meet Destiny the Whale Shark, uh, which any of you that watched the Finding Dory trailer got to see this, uh, new whale shark. Um, Bailey the Beluga Whale... And Hank the Septipus, which is a seven-legged octopus. And um, 
you know, Crush's very own Miniman Squirt will also be swimming by for the first time. And you might even catch a glimpse of Nemo and his dad Marlin. Whatever. Uh, <laughs> like, I'm not a big fan of this one either. Um, you know, we've never done it. But I do like seeing that they're bringing in, like, a lot of new characters. Like, uh, you know, at the least, it's nice to see them refresh things. But this is coming summer 2016. Hmm. I'm sure you guys agree, right? Yeah. Yeah. It, it's nice to see them at least do little things. Like, it's like the Peter Pan thing. Like, you know, they didn't have to do that, but they did. Or, uh, or like, the Big Thunder one. Or Alice in Wonderland. Like, you didn't have to do these, but we greatly appreciate that you do. And I just like seeing them, like, show that, you know, they're always tinkering. It's not like Universal, where they just build a crappy ride, and then they just go, Hope you like it! <laughs> it's never leaving. <laughs> um, so, Frozen... <sighs> Frozen Live at the Hyperion uh, will officially be opening May 27th, 2016 at Disney California Adventure. Um, I'm going to read a Disney Parks blog uh, post about it. They said, The creative entertainment team, led by Walt Disney Imagineering Creative Entertainment Portfolio Executive... How many titles did this guy need? Or this lady (laughs) need? Okay. Um, Dana Harrell is hard at work Bringing to the stage a production that stays true to the emotional journey of Anna and Elsa, that was not emotional, mm-hmm. while presenting a unique take on the material through elaborate costumes and sets, stunning special effects, and show-stopping production numbers. To bring this vision to life, Dana and her team are collaborating with some of the most noted talents working in theater today, including director uh, Liesl Tommy, Broadway's Eclipsed, I don't know that, yeah. uh, writer Chad... Beglin, Beglin, I'm so awful, uh, Beglin, uh, Tony Award nominee for Disney's Aladdin and The Wedding Singer, musical supervisor and arranger Jason Michael Webb, musical director for Broadway's The Color Purple. Why? Why The Color Purple? <laughs> um, puppet designer Michael Curry, who's the Tony Award winner for Disney's The Lion King and more. So with Frozen live at the uh, Hyperion, which is their title, by the way. Frozen Live at the Hyperion. Um, coming this summer, we'll soon be saying goodbye to one of our other, in quotations, <laughs> Frozen favorites for the first time in forever, a Frozen sing-along celebration. Fans of the sing-along will want to catch it one last time before it melts away forever, April 17, 2016. First off, are there any fans of this sing-along? <laughs> I don't think you should say stuff like that. And and second, why? (laughs) Um, I will say, to me, the most interesting bit of news on here is that they admitted that for the first time in forever is actually going to close. And they gave us a hard date of when it's going to end. To me, I'm wondering, does this mean we're getting back Muppet Vision? But then at the same time, I don't care if Muppet Vision (laughs) ever comes back. Um, The Frozen show... I'm sure it's going to be great. I'm not going to go against it at all. I, I assume it'll be great. But the thing is, it's like the same thing. We don't care. We've seen Frozen. Uh, so we we really have no... We're not going to pay no mind. Geno's <laughs> 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 Cannonball pay no mind. Uh, Cannonball doesn't pay no mind. <laughs> We gotta stop referencing Two brothers. (laughs) What are you guys talking about? It's two brothers! (laughs) From uh, Great Moments with Mr. Lincoln. Or he's... It's also featured in... um, 
what is that? Uh, the American Adventure at Epcot. Oh. I love American Adventure, by the way. My wife, I don't think I've seen her more annoyed than me dragging her into the American Adventure. And I had never seen it. I've only seen it once, but I was so amazed by this show. And I could just see on her face, she was like, why are you wasting my time? <laughs> Actually, I don't think you were with us. It was during our Disney trip. You, uh, you yeah. went with us. We enjoyed it. Yeah. Um, did we bring... I think we brought... Um, Mom and Dad. Yeah. Too. Yeah, we had uh, George and uh, Elvia with us. Because I knew your dad would love it. Oh, Just because it's it. the American Adventure, I knew your dad would love it. But, <laughs> yeah, it was a great show. Yeah, we sang along Cannonball, to it. Cannonball, don't give... Was it Cannonball, don't give no money? Uh, yeah, and it scared our parents that we knew the words to this. <laughs> Cannonball, don't give no money. I'm pretty sure I'm misquoting it, but still, that's a great show. It's sad song. <laughs> <laughs> To uh, move on to some other news, though, uh, 28 of Maine is adding more styles uh, starting April. Um, they're uh, going to be featuring a bunch of, um, This is kind of more like uh, any guys or girls out there that like the 28 of Maine. I do like that they're adding more stuff. Like they, uh, I showed them they've got uh, the Spaceship Earth shirt, which actually has a quote from the Walter Cronkite original version of, uh, of my favorite ride, Spaceship Earth. And they've got things like, um, they've got, uh, Disney's Carousel of Progress because they've got, uh, uh, the quote, of course, you know, a great big beautiful tomorrow. They've got a Jungle Cruise shirt, a Matterhorn shirt. They, of course, they have another Nautilus one, but I'm like, we already know about the Nautilus. I don't care. Um, they have a, you know, Redhead, uh, Pirates of the Caribbean <laughs> one. So, like, for me, I really love these. Uh, some of them are outrageously priced, like... Specifically, there's a messenger bag that I want, and it's uh, $300. And I was just like, who's buying this? Tell me who's buying this! It's like, yeah, I might as well buy the cho chocolate uh, the diamond one. Oh, like, I, I thought you were referencing that. George and his stupid diamond collection chocolate premier, or premier, premium chocolates. I was just like, why? Why do you want these? It's like, I'll get the bag and chocolates, too. Uh, but, you know, uh, I know I showed you guys, uh, I, I like that they're, you know, doing more styles of these. Uh, they're nice. Cause, Cause yeah, they're, they're very nice uh, clothing. Um, I know I, I want some every time I see them, I, every time I look at them. Uh, they actually have a uh, Mr. Toad one, too, that I really want. It says uh, Toad McBadger Weasel. Um, anyone that knows me knows that my favorite car on Mr. Toad is the Weasel car, the, the white Weasel car. That's my favorite. Uh, I told my wife that, too, because, like, uh, I know, like, some people out there own, like, you know, the Mr. Toad cars, and I told her, I was like, my, like, my biggest dream, uh, if I'm, you know, uh, rich, is I want to have, like, the white weasel car, but I want to have an engine put on it so that I can <laughs> drive it around, yeah, so I can drive it around, like, you know, kind of like a golf cart, but she was like, why? And I was like, why not? That's the real question, why not? Because he wants to be able to drive it around his mansion. Personally, it's because I need to, yeah, I need to uh, have something to get me to nowhere in particular. <laughs> yeah, but, uh, you know, I, I, once again, like, we're big fans of this, like, new collection, so it's good to see that they're pushing more out. Um, so Disney California Adventure is adding a very awful <laughs> thing, which I don't like seeing it coming. But uh, they're, they announced that March 17th they're going to be adding a dessert party to World of Color. Um, as Disney Parks blog put it, 
Relax at seated high top tables while you enjoy a sweet and savory selection of desserts elegantly plated on china. Okay. <laughs> um, desserts include a dolce, uh, dolce de leche. Why did I? I was so bad at pronouncing that. Dolce de leche, a filled cookie, Mickey coconut macaroon, a selection of fruit and artisanal cheese, just to name a few. Adults can indulge in sparkling wine and sparkling cider will be available for guests that are under 21. Cost is $79 per person, tax and gratuity included. Uh, good news for George, he hates the tip people. <laughs> um, reservations are highly recommended and are now open for dates beginning March 17th. Make yours by visiting Disneyland.com slash dine or calling 714-781-DINE. First off, why? Second, don't answer that because I don't know what crazy person came up with this idea. <laughs> this just seems so terrible. None of that sounds good to me. Yeah, to, like, uh, I am not a fan of the dessert parties that they do in Disney World or of the dance parties they do. I think these are completely useless ways to, like, steal money from me. And, you know, the dessert party for World of Color, it's like, there's already limited, like, good viewing areas of World of Color. So to me, I'm just like, where are you stealing this area from to watch this? So I'm guessing the meal plan is not included with this? Of course not. We don't have a meal plan <laughs> yeah. in California. But one. yeah, and, and then even at that, like, the things don't sound that good. Like, I, I want to know, are, is there other things? Dolce de leche... Uh, filled cookie. I don't care for that. Mickey coconut macaroon. <laughs> Disney, you know I don't like coconut. <laughs> no, no, better question. They, keep, they, they, they tag in here that, you know, it's available for kids that are, you know, under the age of 21. Yes. None of that on there sounds like something I would be able to give to my kid with them looking at me with a straight face and being like, I'll eat this. Yeah, it's like, it, I mean, I can't even get my daughter to eat chocolate covered uh, uh, pretzels. Like, she just eats the chocolate and hands me back the soggy pretzel. Like, if I wanted soggy pretzels, I would have grabbed the bag of pretzels and put it in the shower. I don't need you to sod yeah. them up for me. I don't even want to see her reaction if you're going to hand her a coconut macaroon cookie. Hey, I like coconuts, man. She'd probably take a bite and be like, I don't know what this is. I don't know what you're punishing me for. It, it is what it is. Um, so here we're moving on to some, the biggest news articles. Uh, so Luigi's Rollickin' Roadsters finally opened, and it is spectacular. Uh, I've seen plenty of videos, I read people online, and it seems like genuinely people are enjoying and loving this. Which is a stark difference to the uh, Flying Tires, which was a day one failure. Um, because people... Mind you, I'm totally, totally gonna tell you, we're all fans of Flying Tires. We enjoyed Flying Thank Tires. You. Especially with the balls. We loved it when the beach balls were there. But, um, you know, I understand people had issues. You know, one thing was that if you didn't have, like, someone with you, it was hard to maneuver the thing by yourself. Uh, like, I know we always traveled in pairs. So, like, for us it was really easy because each person is on one end. So you just tell the other one to, like, lean towards it and it would push it over. But I would see, like, you know, people who had, like, a little kid and they didn't know what was going on because they had no control because the thing didn't understand that child was sitting there. Um, you know, of course, we were fans of the um, flying tires, but uh, I have to say, like, seeing these videos, Luigi's Rollickin' Roadsters is a much better attraction. Like, mm -hmm. it's a lot... It, 
I think one of the biggest things is it adds the kinetic energy that they wanted to see. Because, like, one thing I, I said to my wife, because uh, my wife, she mentioned that to her it didn't look like it was that fun. Like, because we watched, like, an on, uh, an on, you know, ride video. And, of course, like, you don't see anything. You're in a little car. But, um, you know, one thing that we both noticed was that even from watching it, like, when you're on the sides watching it, it looks really cool. Just seeing them, especially the trackless system, makes it so that it just is a spectacular sight to see these cars. Like, it's, it almost genuinely looks like they're moving by themselves, just doing whatever they want. You know, it's, it's crazy because uh, it makes me think about something that they said that Walt used to say a lot, which was, you know, if something's not working, plus it. And yeah. it seems like that's what they did. They closed it, they're like, okay, this isn't working. Like, make it better. Make it I, better, yeah. I especially like that they brought over the trackless system for the first time mm -hmm. to Disney, uh, to, well, Disney. to the U.S. And I, I think it looks spectacular. Uh, you guys see that the cars, that the colors, beautiful. Yeah, huh? oh, man. I, I especially like, too, that they mentioned that I think there's, like, eight different faces or something like that for the cars. Like, it's so cool that, like, each of them have their own personality. And I know, too, like, one thing I've seen online was people were complimenting that because it's trackless you don't know you genuinely don't know which direction your car is actually gonna go which adds to like the appeal and surprise of it like you you see people like when they turn like they genuinely are just like oh like you know overjoyed like oh look at look at what it's doing yeah it's a boring left <laughs> i know george has a criticism hey I, i'm just saying i don't know when i saw the video it's kind of looked like okay don't don't get angry at me okay it kind of looked like uh, the Mater ride. I, I don't know. That's just me. Because it looks like it's doing the same thing. I would agree a little. Except, um, of course, like the main thing is like is definitely the system. So you've got a trackless system where it has, uh, I, think that, I think they said it's like four different um, moves that the cars can do or something like that. So like they each have, they're each programmed, but they also randomize to what, uh, what they're going to do. Um, so, you know, they have different options of what they're going to do, which adds to the appeal and the, uh, the re-rideability because you're not sure if you're getting the same ride. And at that too, like, since it's trackless, you're not completely sure. Um, uh, Mater, Mater is a great, like, whiplash ride, and I love, I love that ride. Um, but the thing is, is that realistically, you're on a turntable. That's all it is. This is a turntable with you being pulled by a magnet to each side. I will say... And I think we said it when we talked about this the first time. The original images that they showed of it, it looked like the Mater ride. And that was, like, the first thing we all said. Because, like, in the, um, uh, in, you know, in their um, art, it looked like it was just the car spinning. And we were just like, isn't that the Mater ride? Like, yeah. that's what the Mater ride is. Yeah, I was going to say, I mean, I can't really judge it until I ride the, the ride, so... We, we cast a lot of judgments without seeing <laughs> yeah. it. So <laughs> I'm not going to completely say that. <laughs> That's just how people are. They're going to see something and immediately have their snap judgment of it. Yeah, well, I mean, I know I talked about this last time about, you know, the whole thing with the Wizarding World and Hollywood and all that. Like, the thing is, is that realistically, as Disney fans, we are very, very snobby. opinionated and snobby because we expect the best. And I think, like, of course, like I said, we were, we liked the flying tires. But the thing is, is that, you know, the... It really came down to fans, uh, or Disney fans, and even uh, park guests did not enjoy it. They thought it was it's, it was slow moving. It was not appealing. I can I can definitely agree. It was not appealing looking. Uh, it just looked like a bunch of like you know big black tires on on there. 
And you know the thing is, the thing I applaud Disney for is they took it and they were just like, okay, what uh, what do we do? And they came up with a great solution. Right, like the hat and everything. Um, I wonder if they're getting rid of the flying tire as a hat. They did. <laughs> they did. Oh man. Uh, the last time I was there, they were all gone. And actually, I wanted to bring this up too. Thank you for reminding me because I just purchased one at our Disney outlet store because they're there right now. <laughs> They have those and the cozy cone hats because I those saw the are, cozy cone yeah the hats. cozy cone hats are also gone. So uh, you can purchase those two items at Disney outlet stores out here right like now. Half price, right? Yeah, the uh, tar hat was uh, or the tire hat was twelve dollars. Well, I finally have my excuse to get that stupid hat. Yeah, I, I wanted this hat. I like, and I said this from the beginning. That stupid uh, tire hat was such a big success. The that first, was a cool hat. My wife and I, we were there day one of uh, DCA's reopening and Cars Land opening, and everyone had that hat. They were actually sold out of the tire hat. And we were just like, like when we saw it, we were like, that's stupid. But then we were like interested in it, so we go to the store, they're like, no, we're out. And we were like, you're out? And they're like, yeah, we're sold out. It's like every time I go there, I have to take a selfie of that stupid tire. And I think everyone like took <laughs> one selfie. Yes. Uh, <laughs> yeah, but... Now I have it, which uh, is bad news for my dog, because my daughter, <laughs> all she does is she takes it and she just puts it on him, and he, he just sits there and takes it. because <laughs> he's a good dog. Um, so to move on, uh, this is also super big news. Um, so they officially announced today, right? Yes, it was today. Captain America and Spider-Man are coming to Disney California Adventure. They will be conducting their meet and greet on Hollywood Boulevard, but the question is, what's happening to Superhero HQ? Which they, in the same announcement, announcing that Captain uh, Captain America and Spider-Man will be coming to DCA starting April 3rd, they announced that April 2nd, Superhero HQ is closing at Tomorrowland, which I found odd because they just refurbed this area, uh, they just refurbed it and uh, made it all new, so I'm just like, what happened? The only thing I can honestly think of, and, you know, this is highly specu uh, uh, speculation. I think this is them showing us that we are finally going to get that Marvel land in DCA that we, we've been hearing about for the last couple of years. And at that, with Superhero HQ closing, I, I'm willing to bet that that top area is going to be more Star Wars now. Which is obviously going to be because of how big of a success Star Wars Force Awakens has been, and even at that, uh, I was actually just listening to our episode thirteen because I'm backlogged. I don't, I don't listen to our podcast uh, religiously <laughs> because I'm on it. <laughs> but uh, um, I thought it was funny because about uh, you know Star Wars, uh, it was us talking about Star Wars coming out, and uh, I I said on it, I was like, you know, I wonder if it's going to be a huge uh, influx to people in Tomorrowland, and it has. Like you know, we all know this. We've said it before, but. You know, I thought it was funny listening to myself like a couple months ago saying, oh, is Star Wars going to add more people to, to Tomorrowland? And it has. So I think this is definitely showing you the strength of Star Wars, but also I think it's showing us that the future coming to DCA is Marvel. I'm excited. Yes. That's all I can say. Like, when you, when, when you read that thing that they're going to be walking around Hollywood Boulevard, you're like, are you also telling me where this area is going to be or, you know... Because, like, I know we, we've we talked about it a lot, but the Hollywood backlot over there, um, the Hollywood land, as it's called now, is just 
It's garbage. It like, makes sense either. Yeah, it's like you've got uh, stage 17 and uh, what the other one, the stage 1 or whatever, that's nothing. They already announced that, um, uh, whatchamacallit's closing, Mad Tea Party. Oh, maybe, you know what, maybe it has to deal with that too, because Mad Tea Party's closing too, so that's going to be gone out of that area. Now you're getting Marvel characters. Maybe it's going to turn into Marvel over there. I would love that. Yes. You're right. Close Muppet Vision forever and re-release it at Shield Headquarters. <laughs> I bet you so many people just hated me right then. How dare you? <laughs> now the question is, you know, if you know, I, I know the closing, what what are they going to put up there? Like, I know you're saying Star Wars, but like, what what kind of thing? You know, are they just going to add more Star Wars things? Like, um, I'm willing to bet that it's going to be because like. They, uh, we already know that uh, Seasons of the Force is supposed to end in May. And the thing is, is where is all the Star Wars merchandise going to go? I'm going to guess that they're going to turn that top part. Uh, it's going to be more meet and greet, and probably the store is going to be like more of the like regular Star Wars stuff. Because I know like we've discussed before, um, the uh, you know Star Traders, where you can get like general items, but then inside of the launch bay... It's just, like, super collectible stuff. So maybe they're, uh, they're going to add, like, the regular items there, um, which would be a great thing to do. Right. Uh, I know one thing that is sad, though, is the Bifrost will be closing to us here on Earth, so we will not have the Thor meet and greet, which is really sucky, because anyone that's done the Thor meet and greet knows that that is, a, that is an amazing uh, meet and greet. And I was just showing them the pictures. Uh, Kylo Ren, by the way, awesome meet and greet. <laughs> he is terrifying, but that, w- that was a great meet and greet too. But um, yeah, the Thor one, it's sad to see that one going. The Iron Man tech, I could care less. Um, you know, I, want, I, I know I've said it before on the podcast. I want them to bring the Iron Man character out because I know they have an Iron Man suit like a walk around character because they do it for the run Disney, the super, uh, the Marvel you know, uh, marathon. So it's like, where, where are we gonna? When are we finally gonna get him here? With Robert Downey Jr.'s voice. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> nah. Uh, actually, they probably would, because I mean, the Kylo Ren one is obviously him. Don't be. And the Darth Vader too is also him. <laughs> hmm. And the we'll Chewbacca see. one is really him. <laughs> yes. <it is. laughs> um, so for our final news, though, uh, this is uh, probably the biggest news uh especially since uh, we've been harping really harsh on it uh disney announced that star wars land will be breaking ground on both coasts april which uh i know we've been very critical of this snail like pace that it looks like it's been going but to me them announcing this was them listening to of course this podcast yes, yes. and they said bob Iger. he was in his office and he said i want josh and the guys to know that we will, in fact, be moving as fast as we can to the Star Wars land. Let them know ground will be ran. <laughs> like the, the worst, like, impression of him. He's just in his office sweating. <laughs> oh, no, they're worried. He's listening to the podcast going, these guys, we need to let them know. <laughs> it's coming, don't worry. Uh, no, but, uh, you know, I, I'm super excited to hear that they are moving forward. And it seems like uh, with this announcement, to be honest... This is a lot faster than it looked like they were going. So I think what it was is uh, honestly that the backlot stuff that we saw going on was them getting ready. And this is uh, apparently I also read that 
the river is like finally being drained and stuff. So th this is them like going, okay, we're going to start construction now. Yeah, you know, and, and honestly, thinking back on it with them making this announcement, I guess it kind of makes sense that all that they were doing was like flattening out the land and stuff and getting ready for it. I know that when like we were looking at these pictures, we're saying like if Walt was around, stuff would already be erected and yeah. like, you know, there'd be structures already. But I think that's that kind of explains the snail pace is that they probably had a set date as to when they were going to well, officially break ground. Yeah, I would agree because like the, the thing is too that I can't help but look looking back at it. It's like, oh yeah, you know, one thing I was forgetting about was that, um, you know, the thing is, is they had to clear trees out and they had to get, uh, you know, they had to provide the spacing mm -hmm. so that they can actually move back there. So I guess that's probably like the big thing is that they had yeah. to move stuff so they could get back there. Chop up the trees and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, I'm super excited, though, to see that Star Wars Land is finally coming, um, especially on the heels of us finding out that Star Wars The Force Awakens is finally coming for us to enjoy in every uh, fashionable way. I know I am going to be watching that movie like crazy, uh, which will replace Spectre for me right now. I wonder if they're going to do like a little ceremony. Like, they're going to like... like that first shovel is like, oh, three, yeah. two, one, and start digging. <laughs> um, they're... Knowing them, they're definitely gonna do like a photo op of it. Um, we probably won't see them doing it, but uh, they'll definitely do a photo op because they did one for you know the Avatar mm -hmm. in uh, Animal Kingdom, and that same thing. People couldn't be back there, but uh, they sh they did like you know a photo op of it, you know, with the Jake Sully for no reason uh, thing there. Um, <laughs> yeah. In a perfect world, John Boyega and Dis and Daisy Ridley will be there to be on hand for this event. <laughs> Do you you know what's odd, by the way? Uh, uh, Daisy Ridley, have you seen a picture of her sister? No. Her sister looks exactly like her, and it's so, like, freaky. <laughs> like, you're just like, there's two of them. <laughs> Actually, I saw it because someone posted, like, a meme where it was, uh, oh, it, it's, uh, it had, um, what was his name? Uh, Newt Gunray. <laughs> it, it was Newt Gunray. <laughs> Me being the super nerd I am, uh, it was Newt Gunray, um, and he, uh, it, it was him saying the line, but now there's two of them, and it had Daisy Ridley and her sister. Here, I'm gonna pull it up so you can see. Ah. You're like, what the? <laughs> there's two of them! That's so weird. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I'm super excited that, uh, yeah, Star Wars, I cannot be more excited. I mean, granted, I, I love... Uh, anyone that knows me knows I'm a huge Harry Potter fan. But for Harry Potter, I was just like, eh. Mm. Like, you know, coming to Hollywood, I was like, I've seen this stuff. Star Wars Land, I'm like, yes! <laughs> Star Wars! <laughs> I, I do still question, though. Do you think they're going to keep Star Tours there? Yeah. You know, I've been, like, writing this concept in my head where they, like, maybe... I know it sounds evil close Star Tours and move it I don't think they to should move Star it. Wars land. Actually, at the same time, Hunter wanted to announce that he will be uh, leaving the podcast forever. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's a legitimate worry of mine that they might do this. Um, I don't. Um, I Actually, now that I think of it, we know that they're not doing that because of the spacing. Uh, it's already leaked the plans. Oh. And, um, you know, of course, there's going to be the, uh, like, Spider-Man-style ride where you're, you know, confronting the Stormtroopers. Uh, then there's the um, Millennium Falcon ride. 
uh, and then there's like the you know general area. So we know it's not gonna be leaving, but it does like it does kind of beg that question where it's like, so we're gonna have Star Tours over here in Tomorrowland, and then way across the park is where Star Wars Land is. Maybe we'll have an underground passage where we'll exit Star Tours and arrive in uh, Star Wars Land. I don't know. <laughs> you are ridiculous. <laughs> Special tram. I have the weird thoughts sometimes. I'm sorry. I, I don't know. Like, I am super excited, though. Like, I'm no matter sorry. what, I'm, I'm excited to see this going on. I'm sorry. I could just picture a cast member just writing things down. This is genius, Hunter. <laughs> Bob Iger sitting in his office right now. Because he doesn't be he doesn't have a he doesn't have a personality, so there's no life for him to be living. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Why would you say this about our number one listener? <laughs> he is our biggest fan. He's wearing self-made uh, <laughs> self-made three guys and the mouse uh, merchandise. Um, actually, um, yeah. Soon. <laughs> uh, yeah, we'll, we'll announce that in a second. Um, <laughs> <laughs> no, but, uh, Mr. Iger, uh, we enjoy your, uh, patronage of this, uh, podcast, and we hope to, uh, see more of our plans, uh, <laughs> put into the parks, and, uh, for us to never, ever get paid for any of the ideas that you're stealing from us. <laughs> and we thank you. <laughs> So that's going to do it for us this week. Uh, I want to thank you guys, uh, of course, for listening, especially you, Mr. Iger, if you're still listening. <laughs> uh, but, uh, you know, seriously, guys, uh, I just want to thank you guys for, you know, listening and uh, enjoying the podcast. And uh, if you want to uh, hit us up on any social media, you can hit me up on uh, Geo Disney, G-I-O Disney. I will apologize if you go on Snapchat, you're going to see, because... You're, you're going to see me at Disneyland when I'm there, and then for the rest of the month, you'll see me posting that I'm at I'm doing stand-up or something, because that's what I do. Um, but, you know, uh, feel free to, uh, you know, do uh, contact me, or you can email me at geodisney113 at gmail.com. Hunter? Uh, you can follow me on Instagram at thedisneyguy24, or on Twitter, hunter3gatm. Uh, you can follow me on Instagram, j182. Um, make sure to subscribe to us on iTunes or to uh, like us on Spreaker if you're doing the Spreaker thing. Um, I also wanted to uh, say thank you to George for, of course, uh, producing this podcast Fantastic. and everyone. Yes, he does a, an amazing job at it. Uh, someone out there is like, no, he doesn't. <laughs> <laughs> Shut up, Mr. Anger. <laughs> okay, but... Uh, um, I also wanted to give you guys like a quick little announcement and uh, let you guys know that season two is coming soon. Um, just so you know, there's no actual difference between season one <laughs> and season two, but we just want you to know that that's how we're keeping these, uh, you know, kept together is chronologically. Um, I know we've been kind of off and on, but we've been a lot better about staying, uh, you know, on a constant like uh, streaming basis because we we know what we want to do now. At the beginning, it was a little rough. Uh, we'll. We'll do, like, a retrospective as our season finale, um, and I hope you guys enjoy it, and, uh, maybe we'll get some, uh, new, uh, stuff going out there, like, uh, I know we're in talks right now with someone about doing our logo for us for season two, uh, maybe we'll do some merchandise that we'll wear and no one else will ever want, <laughs> we'll, we'll see. Or we'll get, uh, a couple guests as a mouse. <laughs> oh, yeah, <laughs> we, we've been, we've been dumping on the mouse for a little while. Uh, I will say, though, the mouse is kind of like a special thing. Um, there was a little while where we had a lot of people 
uh, wanting to be on it. And then, uh, of course, like we're, we've been on a bit of a dry spell, but uh, we will have a, a mouse coming soon. Don't worry. But uh, yeah, definitely um, be ready. Season 2 will be coming in a couple months. Yeah, so we all hope Dave is excited. Yes. Because we know we are. <laughs> I, I especially hope you guys are excited because season two is the best season of any TV show. Be it, you know, uh, Arrow or, uh, uh, you know, um, any TV show. Chuck. Arrested Development. Yeah, Chuck. Like, everything's always season two. Um, so just so you know, season three is going to be pretty garbage. <laughs> <laughs> and we apologize for those of you who will stick by us for it. <laughs> No, but uh, seriously, once again, thank you guys. Thank you, Dave, uh, like always. Fantastic. And, <laughs> and we'll see you guys later. Adios. See you later. Ka-chow. Come on in, rookie. It takes more than new tires to win a race. I'm your new crew chief, so pay attention and do us proud. Yes, yes, fantastico. Now you have the chance to make this the most glorious race of your life. Uno for the money, two for the shop, three together ready, and the quadro two, go!